Welcome to Mom is Home with the Viva. 
So we just got the mix and say like, get ground beef, get this, 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 and this thing is already, you know, here's all your seasoning, throw it in, boom. Uh, yeah, ours is, yeah, basically the same thing. We use, yeah, beef and we use a seat. You know, I'm using the S word, seas like a prepared seasoned packet, you know, whatever that is. For Shepherd's Pie, which I've never heard before I met you guys. I didn't even know that seasoning blend existed. But sure, you guys, you guys did just get salt. So that's, yes. a, that's novelty. Yes, for you guys. but we can talk about that later. But I am used to real taste now. Okay, so now. More on that later. Uh, okay. All right. I'll, 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 I'll give you that one for the sake of the show and timing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, I'll take it. It's get, a win. I'll it's, take it. It's a win. Yeah, it's basically cad cord and instant mashed potatoes. Now, yeah. I mean, and cheese on top. Cheese on top. Yeah, I have cheese on top, though. And that's, you can't really process okay, but that y'all, much. When you're used to a low salt diet, which is how I cook, I don't like a lot of salt, then when you eat that, it's so freaking salty. Sorry, I said the F word. It's so salty. <laughs> the seasoning yeah. pack, the instant mashed potatoes. And the cheese on top, it's so salty. Okay. I'm not saying I'm in the right here. Usually, I am in the right. Usually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give you wow, that. You're giving me that? Okay. Yes. That's rare. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is... Yeah, that that is a little too much. And I think... Okay, kudos to Jumbiev here and her ways. Like, I don't I do not do that anymore. I like, wasn't fishing for compliments, but I'll take it. Oh, jeez. It's a great episode so far. I love it. Back... Or a little back and forth. So you get, you get to li- witness that live. <laughs> right. But anyways, no, I, I think... I think I've adapted to your way. I, I've, I, yeah, you, you're good, yes. You, I, I have mentioned this before, kind of even tying this whole thing into fasting. Like this, these, these foods are objectively really good. Like, I mean, the whole thing combined. I mean, yes, maybe you're not used to the salt, but everyone else maybe who kind of has a regular or slightly higher salt. And this is the stuff we eat, like even like bags of chips. We're, it's, it's all engineered for you to kind of live out these high extremes and, that's not good. I'm not advocating that. So I've, I've definitely kind of toned down. You've, again, you do all the cooking. I've just, I eat whatever you eat. You eat, you make very clean, healthy food. That's what we eat. And in Rome, and you've been really the same good. thing. So I was, yeah, I kind of, I, I aired there in many ways, but I've changed. You, you've changed. And I guess we're both really excited for real yeah. food, real ingredients, really tasty food. Because when you buy food at the market here, it's, it's bland and it tastes like water and yeah. there's no flavor. And your mother has an amazing vegetable garden and I love. Oh yeah, that's really good. I love it. I'm I'm one thing. One weird thing I'm looking forward to in Italy. And I mentioned this to Genevieve is okay. A, a few people have mentioned to me, and one of them is our kind of our, our our newfound friends there. They keep on saying like the quality of the vegetables and fruits is like beyond comparison. I have no idea what that means or what that looks like, oh, yeah. but I'm really excited for that. I don't know why I'm picturing first because I've read on a few sites, on a few like recipe sites, like if you have really good quality ingredients or whatever, good tomatoes or whatever, you, that can be that can be like a, a, a reason why you don't have meat on some days because you have really good ingredients. You have good tomatoes for some reason. It's so good, you're okay without meat. Right. So I'm really excited for that. I don't know. I have. It's one of the few things I have some expectations for. Like, I don't know what. Tomato's going to be, like, really tomato-y. I'm really excited. <laughs> tomato-y. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm excited, too. And, and I'm excited as well because I love cooking with very little seasoning, I, I'd say. Yeah. Very simple. But then if the ingredients are really good, then you'll be happy. The girls will be happy. Everybody will be happy. So that's think, my hope. I think so. Yeah. No, that's. But uh, we'll see when we're together. I, I hate having expectations and then I'm disappointed. Yes. So I try not to have expectations we'll see and we'll keep you posted we'll keep you posted we'll definitely have to share pics of all this stuff and yes oh speaking of pics our new friends oh 
we've been chatting a lot and I, I love her already, but uh, she's been sending me a lot of uh, videos and pictures and also of the of the market, the the soup, the grocery store and the streets and it's getting real. Like we'll be there in yeah, in uh, a little bit over a month. A month. Actually, next Ooh. episode we do it'll be under a month Ooh. countdown. But it's kind of funny. I was watching when I was watching those videos with you. I'm like, that's kind of the stuff we want to do. Like, yes. like it's surprising how difficult it is to find. Like, so you know, awesome that your friend did that. And just what are the prices in like the supermarket for milk? And this was really hard for me to like figure out before. Like, you can find some generic stuff, but this is really cool. Like, she went through. She looked, showed all these things. I really enjoyed that. And I think that's gonna be something we'll have to share on. On our uh, on our Patreon page, it's you know for all those people who sign up for that tier, you get to see all that. We'll share that, yes. and I think that's gonna be pretty cool. Like you get a real tangible sense of how does it, what is it like to live there? You know, what oh, are the costs? Yeah. Where are you saving money? Where are you losing money? You know, what does a regular street looks like? What do we do every day? What our new routine is? I think that 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 might interest and some even people a small as well. a, a small teaser which you might not be aware of, which I ca- caught from the video. Some people might know, but the eggs there, they don't put them in the refrigerator. They're on the shelf. And why is that, Jimbia? Because they don't wash the eggs. So, so when when you wash the eggs here, it removes a, a little layer on the, on the, the shell. Sp- yeah. And then it makes it very porous. And then air can come in. Yes. And that's what spoils the eggs. So you need, you need to put them in the fridge. But in Europe, they don't wash them. So... so I mean, yeah, you have to wash your hands after, but I mean, that's 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 okay. Just you, use soap. <laughs> you, do that, you do that all the time when, yeah, so it's, it's just proper hygiene, but that's cool. It's so cool and so different. Yeah. And she also told me about uh, milk, like ultra-pasteurized milk or something, or, or ultra-homogenized. I don't know what it is, but uh, you don't need to put it in the fridge, too. Oh, really? It's shelf-stable, which is, ugh. That seems a little interesting. Uh, and, and you know me and milk. I'm... So picky about milk. Actually, yeah. I'm so stupid. And I told you, if there's something exotic like donkey salami or just don't tell me what it is. Just feed it to me and I'll like it. Because if you tell me what it is, then I'll get weird and I won't want to eat it. And I, it's something very annoying about myself and I'm aware of it. But I just can't get over it. I'm kind of the opposite. I kind of don't mind knowing and I'll eat it. Like I, I don't really, I don't really care about that. But yeah. So no, it's um yeah, all these little we're just kinda of giving a little updates about Rome. I mean another speaking this will be a little bit more Rome specific talk. Um this week, well actually just yesterday, we did all sorts of cleaning. Preparation. Yes. That felt really good. Saturday, yesterday was one of those that maybe people can relate. When you just have a really good Saturday, you work, you rest, you just get things done and you kind of like and all the spiritual we prayed all day like Everything was on point. Everything, and we purged a lot of stuff. We organized all of our stuff into totes, and we marked them. So there's to donate, there's to keep, there's to bring to Rome. We're, it's all organized. And and after, we celebrated with a bonfire in the evening when uh, the girls yeah. were down. That was so awesome. Perfect, perfect weather. It was like windy, cool, fresh, no mosquitoes after like 10 p.m. Right. And we were just, and it was cool. There was actually like a thunderstorm. In the distance. Like in the distance. So we were like getting a thunderstorm kind of like flashing show. And above us were just like the stars. Yes. So again, Music, Bennett. your brothers. Good yeah. company. Oh, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was my first fire of the season. So yes, that felt like summer finally. Yeah. yeah. And guess. then piglets came. Oh, yeah. 
So well, we were waiting that whole night, but yeah, maybe you can... T- what do you think about those pigs? Two, oh, little, two little piggies. They're so cute. I'll share a picture on our Facebook page. They're they're really small and they're really firm. <laughs> that that's what everybody says. That's the first thing everybody notice when you touch them. They're really hard. Like <laughs> you don't. It's not like squishy. It's not squishy. Like like a I don't know like a cat. I don't. It's just it's it's like a little rock. Like yes. You just press it. It's just like a furry rock. Curious when the bacon. You know, like it's the. <laughs> When does it become nice and juicy and stuff with all that good meat? I mean... Right. Yeah, I can't think about that. You know what? I'm not even going to go back into the barn to see them because I know I'll get attached to them because they're so cute. And then they'll be eaten and I'll be sad. They're funny, though. They're kind of like... They're just kind of adorable how they just kind of like run around and stuff. It is... It is... You know, I I hear what you're saying. It's... you're, You're like that. You don't... You don't want to see it. You'd rather not know where your meat comes oh, and yeah. just eat it. No, no, I mean, I want to know that it comes from a, a good source. But you don't want to. You want to be part of the whole any of the no. process. That's why when we had our when we had our little hobby farm, I didn't even I didn't want animals because first of all, it's a lot of work, but also it's yeah, you, I'd get attached to them, and then I wouldn't want to kill them. Though so that's why we had a, a huge vegetable garden that was awesome. Yeah, our, my mother here actually she planted a pretty. Another one of the perks here. Probably gonna lose this in in Italy for sure, but we'll be buying vegetables. But yeah, my mother has a nice, huge, huge garden huge. full of tomatoes, which are not ready yet. But we've been really munching on snow peas. Yes. Uh, what else is there in there? Uh, uh, we, a lot of leafy greens. Yeah, so spinach, dill. lettuce, oh dill. I love dill, and uh, stuff is coming in like green beans and eventually zucchini, cucumbers, tomatoes. So looking forward to that, but. Just the peas. Oh my goodness, the peas are so good as a snack. And and no one really eats them in your family. Maybe just your parents. Just my parents. And they yeah. have so many of it. So um, Well, you know how I grew up. We were just eating salt all the time, right? Or mustard sandwiches. Mustard sandwiches. Yeah, that's another story. Another story for another day. But right. no, things have been good. Mornings are getting cooler. It already feels like falls. Slightly. But in Santa Maranella, I guess when we get there, it's basically summer continuation. Well, they have a heat wave right now. Hopefully okay. it subsides by the time we get there. But no, it's it's everything is... Oh. It's, it's rolling. The, the big challenge, I guess, for the next few weeks, and maybe we'll update as we kind of go along, we're going to have to start condensing things. So yes. we've left. I've, I've tentatively... Well, not tentatively. My, my, last, my last day of work will be August 23rd. Which really only gives us a week and change to stuff everything into four suitcases plus two carry-ons, carry-ons a few backpacks, a but... few backpacks. So that'll be the hard part. Um, kind of hard, not, but we'll we'll keep you posted as that gets going. And we'll get it done. Now listen to the melody. Maybe it come from Italy, and I can sing like Farinelli. I think it's plain to see Some people say that the great When we were at my parents' house, my little brother really wanted to watch The Matrix. So Joe brought it from his parents' house and we, we watched it. And as I was watching it, and it's just maybe the third time that I'm seeing it, and all I could think was how good of an analogy this is to our world and how we're living where Neo's life is so bleak and everything is gray and, and boring and 
Yeah, that's 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 very you know his office life is very dull. Like his apartment is all messy, and the people he sell you know stuff to are all sketchy. And actually, one 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 thing one thing I really like there, which I never noticed before, is when Neil uh, after he talks to his boss at the software company, he basically goes back into his cubicle, and it's just a scene of him sitting there, like his computer is off, and he's just sitting there like slumped over and just doing nothing. I just found like. You can just feel the weight of him being kind of destroyed by like the world around him and something not being right. Right, and uh-huh. he's on a quest for, for to find what's wrong, and he he's he doesn't know the answer, but he's looking. And I thought that was very interesting because everybody around him are, are so oblivious, and they don't seem to realize how horrible life is, and and that there is maybe something better. They're just content. And oh, all of us, all of us were just, we we just get so complacent in our sins, in our, not even just sin, our in our habits, comfort our and habits. Yeah, all these. And it's, and Morpheus said at one point, uh, he basically says to Neo, it's what happens with some of these people is they become so dependent on the system that they like there's a reason why not everyone could sort of be pulled out of the matrix it's not like morpheus could could kind of grab anyone he needed people to sort of be already sort of detached from it so that he could better easily teach them about the matrix the other folks if he were maybe to tell them it'd be such a shock to them they wouldn't be able to take it but neo as you kind of like highlight through his whole thing and it's i don't know that the the producers or directors intent was to make this slightly spiritual but even his when he's talking to Trinity, you know, she asks him, like, you know, the question you're looking for, and he says, you know, what is the Matrix? It, I don't know. I found that it kind of interesting to, to in parallel to even how Pontius Pilate was like, you know, what is truth? Like this, like, I don't know. Like, it's, Neo was, there was, he just, something wasn't right. and wanted more. He was, you know, I, arguably the parallels, like, we don't know necessarily his, his habits. He maybe was attached. Like, that, that wasn't the point of the movie, per se, to emphasize that. But I think it was, he, something wasn't right. There was more, and he was willing to again, and as we saw, take the red pill and get like do something about it right. to to actually get out of this system which he's been, you know. I'll just go on a tangent here. Sorry, yeah, not related. No. We'll, no. we'll we'll we'll, we'll tie, tie it back to, in, right? But you you talk about Pontius Pilate saying what is truth, and that's my favorite scene from uh, the Passion of Christ from Mel Gibson. Because I, I don't know if people, I don't know if everybody notices it. I, for me, it was instantaneous. Jesus and and Pilate they speak um what is it Aramaic I'm guessing together and then eventually Jesus switches to Latin and they speak Latin together because that's that's Pilate's language and I just thought that was so awesome because I'm yeah. I'm a language person and I like Jesus comes and gets us where we are at and he he's gonna come to our level he's gonna speak the language of the person and then that's when Pontius Pilate said quides veritas like what is truth yeah. so that's why it, it, it I, I never it. noticed that until you actually said it I guess because <sighs> I, I, I guess I was just reading the subtitles you right. sort of you sort of lose mind but take a look at that and listen to that if you've seen it take a look at it again that's exactly what happened so that's it's a cool little that tidbit that was so cool it's a cool little tidbit but, so t- yeah just to tie back the, the matrix to maybe well, just, yeah, are, are a fast. I mean, one thing that, I mean, it's, I don't think you can ever talk about it enough, but I suppose we're talking about it now just because we're sort of doing our, our mini fast or sort of preparation for, for Rome. And it's a very, to me, it's been a very like striking thing that has been kind of coming back time and time again. And I'm actually reading 
an interesting book. Uh, this is called The Intellectual Life, Its Spirits, Condition, Methods by, when a butcher is named by Sertillanges. Is it French? It's French. So okay, so Sertillanges. Sertillanges, Dominican priest. Um, back in the early 1900s, he wrote this. Um, but just the um, really kind of focusing on how when when we're overly attached overly spend our passions and appetites on things that aren't related to our faith you know whatever it is entertainment friends drinking the plethora of things in life we will always inevitably leave little to no energy for god which is sort of the things we always need to put our time and energy to but i mean this is such a we all live this experience like this is in some ways the fasting what we're going through we've done we've done some kind of interesting fasts i mean you know that one time we we ate very simply right or we gave up like you gave up netflix once cold turkey right yeah i think my first lent uh, when we got married my first lent with you i gave up netflix altogether and just watching tv altogether and i'm telling you guys i was going crazy i I, I I I can't even explain it. I just didn't know what to do with myself. And that was terrifying because I realized how attached I was. And that's something interesting. I think you don't really realize how attached you are to something until you actually give it up. Someone someone in our life told us once, uh, you said, "Oh, maybe you should, you know, wean from that thing you're doing." And that person said like, "Oh, but I'm not I'm not attached to it. Like I could quit whenever." It's like, "Okay, then just do it. Do it. Do it." And they never did it. So it it just goes to show that, and, and for me, every time I give up food, every time I give up TV, every time I give up something that I'm really attached to, it's it's it always, hurt, right? oh, it's always so hard. St. Paul talks a lot about this. And again, I've, I've mentioned this, you know, Matthew 6. I said Matthew 7 last week. I was mistaken. It was Matthew Uh-oh. 6 about having two masters. That's a very serious thing. It's one of those things where I, well, I want to be, a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Christ, or the new buzzword, intentional uh, disciple. Um, <laughs> I chuckle. Anyways, I'm not going to get into that right now. But, but it inevitably what happens is as long as you have more than one master, Jesus should be your only master. As long as you have anything else in the way, you will always invariably fall towards the lesser thing. I don't know what it is. It's kind of always like that. You'll never like, well, you know what? I have five masters. I will always default to Jesus. You will not do that. No. You will always fall towards something else. It's kind of, I'm not saying, is Jesus like, it's, it's just, it is what it is. It's interesting that the human can, we've all experienced this. I've, I've, I've meditated on that during uh, the crown of thorn, uh, that during the rosary, the yeah. crown of thorns. For me, it's, it's you know, we, we put this crown of thorns on Jesus. It's like, oh, you're my king, but it's thorny because he's not really our king. And that's what it means to me. Okay. That's it's, good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. No, it's, that's, I want, I just, at least something that's been coming up with me and sort of why we're bringing up all this stuff. And even the book that I'm reading, it's, it's very specific towards maybe people who are, look, it's, it's about really having in like an intellectual vocation, really kind of reading, pondering these things. And I just, you, you look around you and why is this important? And just, I do feel if, unless, unless we sort of get sort of the, the first step sort of right. Um, I just again, like for example, sloth. Sloth is sort of the the Achilles heel of the you know the, one of the biggest defeats of the intellect or someone with great gifts. It's kind of the, one of the worst things that really wounds someone with great gifts, right? And they're gonna have to account for that. Like, hey, you got ten talents, but you didn't actually do anything with those. 
Uh, it's a, it's、mm. a big thing, but you have to be very like, what is causing someone to be slow? Why do I feel like? Why do I not have excitement for spiritual reading? Why do we? Why does prayer seem so drudgery and stuff? And a lot of it too might be. I'm not saying it's simply, hey, you know, this is all your willpower, buddy. You know, because that becomes more of、um, a Pelagius mindset, which we're not promoting. <laughs> but because <laughs> someone's going to say you Pelagian. But we're kind of saying that there are there, you know, if the grace is there present, like why aren't you cooperating? We the, the whole emphasis. Let's remove the things that are preventing us from cooperating with the graces of God when a time comes. That's the thing. It's it's. I have noticed with myself in a much simpler manner. But if I have a choice between reading a book or praying or watching this really awesome show that I'm really into, I always always pick the show because it's easier. It's And you know it's like it's like an electrical circuit. It's just gonna take the path path of least resistance. I think and, it's just it's just natural. And well, it's 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 what your body's been used to. This is and then suddenly you're telling your body it's like a drug addict. Like you know this you've been rewarding the body unnecessarily. It's been excited by dopamine hits and all these things. And、right. suddenly you say no, I'm not giving you anymore. The body gets ticked off at you because hey, buddy. You've been、uh, feeding me this. Now I'm going to fight back. You're going to be in so much pain and boredom. You're not going to want to leave me. But what's interesting、uh. is that when you actually give it up, when when I give up TV, I'm always, what the heck am I going to do with my life now? All right, might as well pick up this book and read because you have to fill up the time with something. You have to. You have to. And you have to make sure that you fill it up with something good and not another, you know, picking up gaming instead. Well, no, that that won't be. You don't want to transfer, yeah, your your bad、right. habit to something else and kind of call it good, right? It has right. to actually genuinely be. It's like fasting from food. If you give up junk food, and if you're feeling peckish, what are you going to eat? An apple, a carrot, and that's going to satisfy you way more than. Oh, I failed this week.、Yeah. I really did. Yeah, and, and I was gonna, I was gonna tie that into. <laughs> yes. Maybe you can kind of tie that into kind of your experience. Ah,、uh, yeah. So your brother made cookies, and he brought down some cookies. Like, oh, do you guys want some? And I almost said no, but I'm like, oh, no, I'll, just, I'll keep them for the girls. My first mistake. I, I was really good for a while. I was just feeding them to the girls, and eventually I'm like, oh, one won't hurt. It's homemade, right? And I ended up eating maybe four. They were pretty good cookies, though. They were really good, and they were right in my face. And I even texted my friend. I'm like, "Oh, this is what I'm seeing right now. I can't eat them. It's so hard." But I didn't tell her that I eventually.、Yeah. So she might hear it on the podcast. I eventually ate four, which was such a fail, and I felt so bad. And I texted you, "It's like, Joe, I felt." I was worried it was worse. I'm like, four. But again, this is in some ways. This is maybe it sounds like you guys are being. No, this is we're we're working on this. And for、right. someone else, it could be I ate ten cookies. Okay, that's whatever is worse for you. Keep on at it. But this was just something we were working together. We set this、right. thing for us to be more less attached to these things and more attached to Christ. But yeah, no, it's it's and it's the the danger too. A lot of a lot of times too, I hear with detachment, it's kind of well. No, you can't be so prudish. You know, you can. You have to moderate and stuff. Certain things, and I think maybe for you a little bit, like food, for example, it's very hard to moderate it. Like,、yes. I will just have half a cookie, and I'll be okay. Yes. Certain appetites, I think, have to be really beaten down a little bit.、So、I think each and every one of us have our own our own things. Right. Where it's kind of maybe after years of sort of a good discipline, it can be, but it's so easy to and you like so easy just to regress back into. I'll just have absolutely. I'll have one. No, I'm gonna have four. Because I guess it's I guess we all fool ourselves. Well,、oh. the damage is done. Yes. So I might. Oh, I always do that. We all do that with sin too. It's like, it's like well, the、oh, damage well, is done. I haven't prayed in four days. What's the point of praying now? It's like, yeah, it's 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 really silly. But but another important thing is that I can't just go cold turkey with 
no like eating yeah. between meals at all like i have to fill it with something but that's when the filling it with with something good comes filling, in yeah that's a good analogy actually when not only in temporal stuff you replace the bad stuff with good stuff right, right. That, that's actually good when we have uh sunflower seeds we're feeling peckish like you can <gasps> have sunflower seeds y'all or- sunflower seeds are the best because when they're shelled you eat you you spend so much time eating and then you end up eating just like a very small amount. Oh my gosh. You, you spend an hour eating in just a tiny little bowl because you got to break them. You got you to get them... Sh- you got to get them... Sh- shelled. Uh, no, yeah, no, 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 In their shells. In, in their, their shell. Sh- in yeah. Unshelled. Keep them in their shells because then, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. So We, we got a bag like months ago and it's still not done. Still going. That's an, <laughs> the best 250. I think I think sunflower seeds will, will solve world hunger. It just, it just never ends. I think I just to sort of wrap this up, I think a key passage, and there's a lot of sort of, and again, I'm a Carmelite, uh, well, in formation. Um, there's a lot of sort of stigma around, like, I just get a sense even just from from everyone, but even also maybe the discalced Carmelites, that we have to, we really have to make an effort in some small way to actually live this out. We're called as Catholics, as Christians, to live this out. Again, you want to read this, check out Matthew 6. And Jesus tells the Pharisees about prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. He tells them not how, he tells them, um, he doesn't tell them not to do it. He tells them not how to do it. You know, there's a certain way to do these things rightly. And there's a certain way to do it gradually for certain souls. Some appetites need to be beaten down. And then it's funny that afterwards, just in that same passage, he talks about don't have more than two masters. He's really trying to instruct us to actually live this way out. And this is unfortunate when we look even in Carmelite spirituality, you know, interior castle stuff. This is sort of the first four mansions, and it's always everyone's always excited about mansions four and five. That's when visions, contemplations, ecstasies, all that great stuff happens. But it's the beginning stuff. Don't skip the beginning stuff. It's important. Do it gently. Do it gradually. Have someone to help you out. I help my wife. She helps me. We work together. We get it done. We get closer to Christ. That's the goal. All right, folks. So we're going to wrap this up. Like Thanks. us on Facebook. Interact with us. Give us money on Patreon, patreon.com slash Home. We love you guys. Please God bless. keep on listening. Keep growing in holiness. Take care. Yeah.